Welcome to the Lesbian Review Podcast. I'm Sheena and I'm joined today by Erin, one of the reviewers at the Lesbian Review. She's going to give us five of her favorite books with women who kill. How enticing. Erin, tell me why this topic in particular. Uh, because I think that women who kill are very complex normally, quite layered characters. Often they're a little bit hotter because they kill. Like I, I love reading thrillers, so anything that has those sorts of characters, whether it's a good character or a not so good character, yeah, I, I just think they're if they're well written, they're always entertaining. You you always want to see what they're going to do next, and they're not necessarily bad girls as such, but they are, you know, that it's just another layer to their character that I enjoy reading. I really admire writers who can capture what I imagine someone would feel like and someone would think after they have taken a life of someone, Um, particularly because, you know, I imagine 99% of those writers, if not all of them, haven't taken a life. And therefore it is all just what they perceive would be the case. And maybe that's why I like it so much is because I think, like I couldn't imagine trying to be in the head of someone who has done that and then had to, then deal with that you know like I have way too much of a conscience I can't even lie so (laughs) so the thought of taking someone's life and then turning around and having to live with that day in day out it doesn't even enter my conscious I can't do it neither can I all right so what's your first pick uh so my first selection is Alexis Tolls or Alex Tolls from uh Nancy Ann Healy's Alex and Cassidy series, the first book of which is Intersection. I'll start with the synopsis. FBI agent Alexis Tolls is dispatched to New Rochelle, New York to investigate threatening letters sent to Congressman Christopher O'Brien and to protect his ex wife Cassidy and six year old son Dylan. But when she gets to New Rochelle, Alex discovers that there is more to the situation than simple stalking or political agendas. She finds that she has growing romantic feelings for Cassidy and that the feelings are mutual. As Alex and Cassidy explore their budding romance, they must surmount many obstacles in explaining their relationship to those around them, including Dylan. All the while, the investigation continues and the disturbing, convoluted and complicated web surrounding the threat begins to unravel, placing the characters' lives in grave danger. So Alex is a good guy. She is a good guy. She is the uh, an FBI agent who has a military past and that's introduced quite early on and is really quite important to the, the storyline. So pretty much like as far as I'm concerned, she's kind of like what I have written about her is that she has sex on legs, um, but really, really long legs. She's smart and she's quite sweet um, and she's cool under pressure. And she's a trained forensic psychologist, so she has that, you know, that background of being really intense and strategic in what she does and and quite analytical. And then she just starts falling madly in love with this woman who she's supposed to protect. Yeah, so the the first one is, uh, the first book is um, a, a really great introduction to her as a character. I know that Nancy Ann Healy's work is wildly popular. Her series novels are hitting like cult status almost. Yeah, she's she's one of those um, writers that can create a character that gets better through a series rather than getting boring or 
just being the same. I think her characters just add layers with each book. Which takes some serious writing skill. Yeah, it's not something that I could ever hope to do, but, you know, I bow down to her. She she does it very well. Okay, what a great first pick. What's your next one then? Uh, my next one is a character from the organization by Annette Mori and Erin O'Reilly. The character's name is Val. She featured initially in Asset Management by Annette Mori as a, like a real peripheral character. And the organization brings her right to the forefront and she is essentially the lead character. So the the story, uh, basically, the feisty and fiery woman from Asset Management are back for another heart-stopping adventure. This time, their sights are set on a new mob boss, Leonid Petrov, who is more cunning and ten times more ruthless than the slave trader they took on in Asset Management. No one is more surprised than Val when she is tagged as the go-to member of the team. Her task infiltrate Leonard's inner circle and work with another agent already on the inside. Val's impenetrable exterior is starting to crumble, but Maggie, the head of the organization, doesn't have a better option. Tasked with keeping Leonard's impossible new wife, Gina, safe, Val encounters more problems and solutions. Will wildcard Gina provide Val the inspiration to take on her violent husband, or will that inspiration lead to Val's downfall? So, essentially... Uh, Val is, she's badass, man. She is one cool character. She's butch, she's fearless, she's seriously deadly, um, and she's like a shoot first, ask, ask questions later type of woman. You get the sense that she's really dark, but she has this really dark exterior, and then essentially she, um, she's like, she's a bit of an enigma, I guess, at the start, and then as the story unravels, so do the layers of Val and you, you lose the devil make here attitude and the secret past comes out and she gets much more intriguing as the book goes along and much more attractive. And so like, if you love a woman who is butch and badass, she's definitely your girl. You get to see this really sweet side of her at times, but also this side that just makes you like, she, she, Gave me chills a couple of times because I was like, how can someone be so cold and yet be so sweet at other times? She's a great character. So your first two are both good guys. That's an interesting choice. Well, I don't know. I mean, it, essentially, yes, she's a good guy. She doesn't necessarily have a good past. She is like, she's the kind of woman who will go and set up she is really, like I say, shoot first, ask questions later. So she's she's quite happy to go and set up bombs and things and then just whoever accidentally dies and that is not a big problem for her. So there's like, you know, there's those two sides to the character where she, I think she, she wants to have a, a moral sort of high ground, if you like, but she, you know, she almost gets there and then she falls over again. Okay, so she's quite a complex character then. She is complex. Which is one of the best kinds. I agree. And this is one of the reasons that Women Who Kill is so interesting. And thrillers in particular, and cop procedural books, but thrillers in particular are just amazing for allowing that sort of characterization to happen in a book. I'm reasonably new to the thriller subgenre of lesbic. Like I've read a lot of mainstream thrillers, but it wasn't until recently that I really sort of got into the thriller genre in lesbic. 
but never to have. I'm just like, yep, give me more, give me more. And thankfully, there seems to be more and more coming out all the time. My to-be-read file is only a couple of hundred books long now, so that's good. I'll get there. Is that all? Yeah. Well, look, I read a lot. <laughs> I ch- I'm trying to catch up, but, you know, life gets in the way. Oh, you'll never catch up on this fic, because just as you think you're getting there, 60,000 new books come out, and that all gets added to your to-read list. You're talking to a pro here. Yeah, yeah. And then I make the mistake of um, becoming friends with people like yourself and uh, Tara. And, you know, I suddenly have 45 books recommended a week. And I'm like, what? What? Where did that, where did that come from? So, yeah. Yeah, I've stopped listening to Tara's recommendations because otherwise I just have way too many books to read. And I think that's why she actually made and playing the role of herself as the October Book Club read last year. Because I refused to read it. And so she made it a book club read. Do you know? Do you want to know a secret? It was me that picked it, not her. But she didn't hesitate to say yes. <laughs> yeah, but it was my fault because I suggested it as a book that we had both read because we didn't have a lot of common ground when we were looking to pick. So, and she, you know, you know what she's like about thrillers. Yeah, she likes thrills of different kinds. Ain't that the truth of the matter? Okay, Erin. So, what's your next book? Uh, the book is From a Distance by C.L. Hart, and the character is a military-trained assassin called Kenzie. The synopsis essentially says, uh, who do you trust when you have no one left but yourself? Kenzie is a military-trained assassin hunting her target in Mexico. Corey is a student at the University of Guadalajara. One fateful afternoon, their lives will come together under a flurry of gunfire. Questioning the lies around them, they will soon learn that they cannot live without each other. On the run from an unknown enemy, they must learn to trust each other and to believe they'll make it out alive. And this book won the um, 2011 GCLS Literary Literary Award for Mystery and Thriller, which was how I initially came to read it, um, was that I was looking through past winners of that particular award and this book came along and was... It's it's a great book. Like so, there's a lot of military background, a lot of uh, political sort of you know that crossover between political and military and and whatnot. And Kenzie is um, a character who, for all intents purposes, doesn't actually exist. She you know she's done her time in the military and then she suddenly gets pulled into this new role and trained as an assassin. Um, and because of that, she no longer exists in the real world. And so it's it's quite quite interesting. It's almost like Lone Wolf falls in love type storyline. So yeah, I mean, without obviously including any further spoilers, she is like she's she's quite sexy. She's lethal. She's like she's a killing machine. She just the opening chapter or the opening scene really is her assassinating someone, and it's just so well written that instantly I was like, right, I'm not reading any other books until I have finished this one, which I don't do often. I really enjoyed it. That sounds right up my alley. I definitely need to go find that one and give it a read. Yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. It's something that you could imagine watching at the movies almost. And I don't I don't say that about a lot of books. See, now you're being bad for my reading list. <laughs> oh, look, that's one point to me, 47,000 to you. <laughs> we'll get there we'll even up eventually i'm sure <laughs> all right erin so what's your next book okay my, well my fourth pick 
is from the book Close Enough to Touch by Cade Brogan, which coincidentally is a pen name for K.A. Moll, for those of you that don't know that. And so my pick is Joanna Gray, who is the, the lead antagonist in the book. So Joanna Gray injects the deadly poison into the chamber of the syringe, time after time. She's murdered before, and she'll do it again. She's intelligent, educated, and beautiful. At 35, Riley Hayes is a respected homicide detective. Her best friends are her grandparents, her coonhound, and her partner, in that order, She's about ready to give up on the idea of a relationship. She hasn't seen the love of her life, Kenzie Bigham, since college. At 34, Kenzie Bigham is the single mum of, oh, single mom, sorry, of a 13-year-old, a church secretary, and a woman who struggled much of her adult life with her own sexuality. Their paths will cross when Riley's new investigation involves members of Kenzie's congregation they'll discover that the passage of time may have offered them a second chance at love, just as Joanna sights her next target. Will Riley have what it takes to meet the challenge of a serial killer who's proven herself to be a more than worthy opponent? This is my first book that I have read, written by K.A. Moll. I, like, immediately, when I opened the book, I was like, oh my gosh, she's already, like, I already know who the killer is, um, which doesn't happen often. When I read it the first time, like the synopsis, and I, I was like, wow, so, okay, so this woman, is she like, is she a doctor that kills people? Like, you know, like, is she like some sort of euthanasia type thing? Or like, because of the way that it was sort of framed in the synopsis, I was like, maybe she's a good guy. Maybe she's not a bad guy. Um, but she's a bad guy. And I like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's crazy deadly. Like, she's straight up crazy, but she's also crazy deadly, like, the way that she kills and the way that that is written is just outstanding, in my opinion. As she goes on killing through the book, I think you see more of her character laid bare in it. It's really, she's really um, a very tortured, very haunted person. Yeah, like, I've, I've just basically, she's a genius character and written by a genius author. That's all that you can say, really. She's just, yep, she's perfection. And you know, she she's pursued by Riley, who is evidently the protagonist of a new series of books, which I'm, I'm really looking forward to the second one because the first one just left me going, wow. K.A. Mole, under her name, K.A. Mole, wrote her very first thriller in 2017. And I loved that one so much that it hit my top 10 books of the year list. Wow. It's called For a Moment's Indiscretion, and it's about the two main characters of her very first book, and she paired them up with a crazy woman and put them in a scenario which I did not see coming. Fantastic read, and I love when authors are willing to torture their characters just a little bit. Anyway, I got so very excited when I read this book that I messaged her and said, you have to do more thrillers. And so naturally, when she came out with the Kate Brogan pen name, I was delighted. Mm. She does have a knack of getting into crazy people's heads in a way that most authors don't. And it excites me. And in Close Enough to Touch, Joanne is such an interesting character. And the research that went into the different poisons was fascinating because she doesn't use just one poison. She uses a multitude of poisons. So I really loved that aspect too. Yeah, I mean, 
what amazes me about that in particular is K.A. Mole is quite prolific. You know, like there are books coming out often and, the you know, the, she has quite a lot of work out there. And yet the character seems so well researched and like this woman clearly does not sleep. All she ever does is write because how else, like how else can she find that much to to um, build her character with? Like, yeah, she's just genius. Mole is extremely focused and she writes every day. And she has, she sits down and she just does it. She's truly a master. And what's interesting is I actually was so fascinated by the character of Jana in this particular book that I kept messaging her and asking her questions. And I asked her if in her work she ever came across actual sociopaths or psychopaths. And she didn't come across psychopaths, but she did come across sociopaths. And what's so interesting for me is the sexual element to the sociopath in this book. There's a justification behind the poisoning because it's she's doing God's work. And she can't help how she's attracted to the woman, but it's almost like she's justifying that as almost one of the reasons she's killing them. Yeah, it's um there's shades to a certain to a certain extent, there's um shades of the um antagonist and things like the da vinci code where there's like that drive that comes well it's derived from religion but it becomes so twisted and, and morphed in their heads that you know um and i just i just thought that joanna the further you got into the book and the further you got into her head the more i was just like wow like this character is just fascinating and done it she made her the killer so you know that there's a finite period that you can write about this person. <laughs> um, and it's not, you know, I, I hate it when the, the person that is most likely to not be in the next book or the next book after that, or the next book after that is the best character <laughs> because you really, you're grabbed by a book. And then the second one is almost like, a, Oh, because that character's not necessarily in it or isn't necessarily such a strong influence on it. Yeah, but Jan is going to be back. I suspect, but we will wait with bated breath for that there book to come on out. Okay, so who is your final pick, Erin? Okay, so my final pick is Beck Nash from the 21 Weeks um, books by um, R.A. Lachey. At this point, I can reasonably confidently say that she doesn't kill during the book. So technically, I've twisted the rules a little, but um, she's a she's a cop, she's a detective. She, I'll, I'll read the synopsis and then I'll tell you why I picked her. So she, um, Big Nash arrives in the Las Vegas Metro Metropolitan Police Department's homicide division with a shaky reputation and a lot to prove. Her first moment's a disaster. She gets the chance to redeem herself with her first murder investigation and a sympathetic new partner. Trying to adjust to the mould and no idea how she's going to adapt her questionable investigative techniques to her new position, Beck's only goal is to make it to the week's end. But as shocking as the first day of her first week in homicide turns out, it will be nothing compared to her last. 21 Weeks is a fast-paced police 
procedural thriller series that ramps up in intensity with each victim that falls until its explosive final week. Originally, it was released as a series, so it was released week by week. You can now get it in three books. So it's like a trilogy, if you like, week one to seven, eight to 14, and then 15 to 21. Um, so it is obviously 21 weeks. Um, and it is epic. And I mean that in the traditional sense of the word, like it is nearly 1,200 pages of awesomeness. And Beck, she's one seriously hot, seriously screwed up cop who, you know, she's she's got that real TV cop kind of history. You know, she's got the, she had a hard time growing up and she had to grow up too fast and she grew up on the wrong side of the tracks and, and all of that stuff going on but she is seriously good at what she does and super smart and I find that really sexy the whole smart you know like she is the one to crack the case and she is the one to go actually there are ways that we can work out how this serial killer is going to kill next and where they're going to be and that sort of thing so without being spoilery they are chasing one serial killer who has come back after a long period of time of being dormant. And Beck is working with the detective on the original case, who is still a detective. And so she sort of, Beck comes in and fresh eyes um, and smart mind goes, hang on a minute, there's a pattern here to the second part of this. You know, the the serial killer is really dark and twisty and gross and does all these really awful things to people and essentially preys on their worst fears. So chooses to kill people in really torturous ways mentally and psychologically because the, the killer preys on the, the worst fear of that person and then kills them that way. And Beck, she has this great network of support characters who are just all really, really well written and they're all really interesting. And, and, you know, like her friends from when she was younger growing up, they all sort of make their way into the storyline. And it's just, it's such a good book. It is really long, but it is really good. And like I said, it's kind of, she's kind of a bit of an incidental lesbian really, because there is no, maybe this is why I like it so much. There is no real romance line in the story. You get the impression that there is some romance going on behind the scenes and things, but there's nothing really specifically that jumps out and says, Hey, this was written with a romantic arc to it at all. It is pure thriller. I just, I can't rate it highly enough. I really, really enjoyed this book. You say it's 1,200 pages. Over the three books, yeah. The, the first book is like 405 pages or something, and then the next book's about 390, and then the next book's around 400 as well. So it is an awful long read, but it is so worth it. And it's I guess because it's broken into three, you can kind of step away from it in between the books. Because, I mean, 400 words is quite a long book as a standalone, but to carry the series through three of those, I'm in genuine awe of the author on this one because it's it's like a um it's almost like a little bit of a Rizzoli and Isles type storyline, but Isles isn't quite so big as a character. And I wonder if maybe it started off as a little bit of fanfic type thing around that. Because, you know, the the medical examiner and 
there's a little bit of flirtation and a little bit of sort of underlying sort of innuendo between the detective and the the medical examiner but it's just it's just a really great thriller read um and you know i love that so that's why it's my last choice even though technically she hasn't killed <laughs> it's because she she's thrilled in a lot in a big way um in my shoes so yeah it's a great read and you should definitely check it out if you're into into thrillers and into um you know being on the edge of your seat and wanting to get it's one of those awful books where you're like i'll just read one more chapter and then at two o'clock in the morning, you're like, actually, that was seven more chapters and I'm just going to read one more. <laughs> um, so if you've got a real job, um, don't read this book. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly the kind of book we like to read, though, isn't it? Erin, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. It's been fun. Thank you for tuning in today to the Lesbian Review podcast. I'm Sheena. I've been joined today by Erin and we are both reviewers at the Lesbian Review you can find all of the reviews on thelesbianreview.com. You can also come and join our Facebook group. If you enjoy this podcast, consider becoming a patron. Patrons get exclusive content. Links to the books we spoke about today, as well as links to our Patreon account, our book club, and our website are all in the show notes. That's all for this week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>